1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, I done was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: All right, week three gets started tonight. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Fantasy Football Today on Thursday. Start or sit for the eight AFC home games, not including. Jacksonville Miami we did that one on yesterday's show Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings this is a good week looking forward to some of these games Dallas Seattle I think even Chicago Atlanta is pretty cool looking forward to Buffalo hosting the Rams but Heath you ready for Monday night Ravens three and a half point favorites over the Chiefs
1: you know I you you came to me like Heath, are you ready for, and it's Thursday, and Minshew's on an <laughs> island game tonight. And I was all excited to say I'm not as ready as Shraggy B is with the Minshew stash going on. It looks absolutely fantastic in every way. Um, Monday night, and I like I haven't even considered Monday. Not there yet. You've got so, so much is going to happen before we get to Monday. Um, but like, if you want me to make a
2: prediction, I think the Ravens are probably going to win. Jamie, what do you think? Uh, I think that I'm glad I don't have to sit and watch the Jaguars on Sunday like I'm usually forced to because one of the guys I work with does radio for the Jaguars. So I'm thrilled about that.
0: Well, you get the, You get the spotlight on Thursday,
2: though. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, but usually I'm forced to watch Jaguars games. It's painful.
1: What do you think? Speaking of that guy, I I tried to make him a a trade offer, offering him all Jags and former Jags (laughs) because he has an 0-2 team with a bench full of rookies and all of his starters got hurt and he keeps changing quarterbacks to a worse option. (laughs)
0: yeah so this is pete briscoe who just his whole strategy appeared to be wait 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 and then take drew lock with his last pick you know what the the funny thing is
2: about that that was actually one of his best drafts besides the quarterback because he actually did some smart things with that team
0: let's see what he's got Derek carr saquon barkley todd Gurley, keenan allen ty hilton jalen rager He's going to have to make some lineup changes. He does have James Robinson. Chris Godwin, Noah Fant on the bench. All right, so he's got some options. Nobody cares about Pete's team. Jamie, I did want a quick prediction for Monday Night Football. What do you got?
2: Uh, I think the Ravens win as well. I think this is a uh, more important game in their mind than it is the Chiefs.
0: And, you know, Mahomes, maybe you have a different option. We'll get to that game. It's going to be the first game we preview. There's only
2: one different option. Lamar? No. Of the guys that were drafted in that range, there's only one different option that was not Cam.
0: Cam, yeah, all right. Uh, he's got I got his history in very tough matchups. It's there been some actually kind of low scoring patch yeah, Mahomes I mean, games. Yeah, I mean
2: nobody's benching him, but that's the only one I would consider is Cam. Gotcha. Uh,
0: all right, three players I want to throw out at you real quick. Tell me if you they're tell me if you think they're under rostered. Okay, should be on more teams. Jeff Wilson, fourteen percent at the Giants this week. Deshaun Jackson, 63%, gets the Bengals, had nine targets in week two. Jalen Rager's on IR. Golden Tate, 53%, gets the 49ers. I think the stat was he had five games with 80 yards last year, 80 or more yards. Four of them came without Sterling Shepard in the lineup. So Jackson and Tate, 63 and 53%. He
2: averaged 17-plus PPR points in those five games without Shepard on the field.
0: Yeah, and he caught all of his targets last
2: week. In four of them, he had eight or more targets.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at Wilson, Jackson, and Tate feeling they might be a little under rostered. You guys feeling that?
2: A thousand percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I think probably the thing, um, holding jeff wilson down is that everybody knows he's going to be the early downs back and the giants have such a great run defense
0: you know i knew Um, you took a shot at me on hq yesterday (laughs) and you're taking one at me now and i'll tell you what's happened with the giants run defense is they've just been really bad in the fourth quarter david montgomery had 32 rushing yards in the first three quarters he had 50 rushing yards in the fourth quarter and we saw in the week one benny snell just ran all over them late in the game so i don't really know why they're not doing better in that regard but um it, that is what's happening.
2: So you do know there was a coaching change, right? There was, but they have the same. Yeah, no, they have this different system.
0: But well, I think they're still running a three-four. I think they ran a three-four last year. But they have the same, the same players up front, and they got a better linebacker. So did they? Whatever. Yeah, Blake Martinez is better than Alec Ogletree, and yeah, what? Who cares? Uh, so <laughs> anyway, just wanted to defend myself <laughs> from that little pot shot. But yeah, Wilson at fourteen percent. I mean, would you start him over like Miles Gaskin?
2: I would not. Uh, I would start him over the non DeAndre Swift Lions guys, if you're looking at it that way. You know, if you're talking about, you know, Peterson and Kerryon Johnson, on um, Johnson, just some low end options. Uh, I, I mean, we, we just don't know what the 49ers are going to do. You know, they've yet to promote, as far as I know, Jamichael Hasty off the practice squad. I mean, that's a procedural move that I'm sure will come, and he could be the guy. You know, I mean, they just might want to see how he does. So it could be Wilson in the first half. And then if they're playing with the lead, which I think a lot of people do expect, then maybe we see more of Hasty on their running down stuff. The thing I'm curious about with McKinnon is, and I think one of you guys brought this up. I'm not sure who it was. It may have been Dave. So I apologize whoever said it. Um, The turf for the Giants, if they're unhappy with it, which clearly they are, meaning the 49ers, do they want to risk Jarek McKinnon's knee history after they just watched their quarterback, their star defensive player, another key defensive player, and their running back go down, maybe because of, in their minds, the field not being 100% correct. Doesn't it kind of piss you off that we're having this discussion?
1: Like the NFL is a multi billion dollar industry, and we are worried about the quality of one of the fields they're going to play on.
0: Yeah. Well, look, the Giants and the Jets. I mean, it's those are those are small market teams. You know, you got to give them a break. They got to cut This is the first somewhere.
2: time I've ever heard complaints about that field, though. Same. I'm sure there have been, but it's the first time I've ever heard. Like you, you'd hear about the obviously the baseball infield in Oakland when they had mm-hmm. to deal with stuff like that. You know, years ago, you heard about Vet Stadium in Philadelphia being how horrible that was. But, I mean, I've been on the field in in Giants Stadium. You know, I've done stand-ups on on the sidelines. It didn't seem bad to me, but I'm not running around out there, so I don't really know. You wouldn't have
0: had the right shoes anyway, Jamie. It would have been bad for you. I did
2: have – I did a preseason game. I think it was – I did back-to-back games. I don't know if it was the Giants and Jets, but I did back-to-back games. And I'm on camera, and this giant fly is right (laughs) in my face. And at one point, I had to just, you know, do one of these, and the production staff still sends me pictures of me (laughs) fly.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about some starts and sits. Uh, who do you love this week, Heath? Give me some play, one or two players that you just you're, you're loving this week.
1: Um, well, Jamie mentioned him, and I think like I just want one more time, Cam Newton. Um, I just love Cam Newton. Period. Not this week, next week, every week. Um, I did.
2: Dave come around yet? Has Dave come around on Cam Newton yet? I think so. I, I have... think
0: he's he's the lowest this week, but he still has him ninth. You guys have him fourth and fifth.
1: That makes sense yeah he's he's coming around but uh just like a week a week behind well yeah, know, yeah two, <laughs> two. <laughs> look i i didn't
2: really think cam was going to be this good i think that's fair uh just oh oh it, it's it's absolutely i mean his reservations were, were warranted you know you, you could but it was it was just funny after week one like not getting a little bit more excited like he was just debbie downer on cam going into week two
0: fair enough well that didn't work out. Yeah, he's got him ninth. And the only one that, that's ahead of him in Dave's rankings that I think really stands out is Aaron Rodgers. Um, especially if Devontae I, I mean, I can't that'll change, I'm sure if Devontae Adams doesn't play, but uh Um yeah,
1: and anyway. then I guess like just to give one that's kinda out there probably versus everyone else's rankings, Dallas Goddard. Uh last four now Eagles games, Goddard has more targets than Zach Ertz going back to the playoffs and last year in week 16. um, He's performing better on a per target basis right now. Jalen Rager is now on IR. So we're back to that situation where they've got one and a half healthy wide
2: receivers. Ertz and Goddard are both starters, but I would start Goddard over Ertz. What do you think about Heath in regards to Goddard, what Pete Prisco said on HQ yesterday about the contract? Do you think that's something that the coaching staff is maybe has in their minds in terms of how they're operating with Ertz?
1: It's weird. Uh,
2: I mean, I I
1: think maybe it's not weird. I mean, it's, it's another thing to consider. Yeah. Like there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know if uh, like, I don't know if there's like ongoing strife between him and the organization, but he's not happy. And the thing is
2: he's under contract for next
1: year. Like, it's not like he's a free agent this year. You
2: just, you just watched what the other two guys that you're considered in their class got paid. And you're like, whoa, uh, what? So what Pete <laughs> yeah.
0: suggested that they're not throwing to Ertz because of he, the contract?
2: He didn't suggest that that's the case. He just, you know, kind of, I guess, hinted at it, saying that he's their future. Goddard is their future. And so is it the you know, we talk about this with running backs all the time, you know, the changing of the guard. Um, yeah, um, I know, Pete, this is just one example. He's he's brought up in the past uh, when uh, Ingram was suspended. And Kamara was coming off his strong rookie campaign, and it was: does does Ingram get his exact role back, or does Kamara get more work? Because you know who the future and who the the past is going to be, and so you wonder if the the play designs maybe are a little bit different. If the the you know the first look for Wentz is being told to go Goddard's way. I mean, now, look, they're they're oh, I'm just going to say so they're Owen and
0: there. two. If they're, they're so really out there. doing right. that. Then that's pathetic. I really hope that's not right, true. But, that's I, but awful I think it was more,
1: it was more like we want to see if Goddard can
2: be the guy right. before we decide whether we're going to pay Ertz. It's just it's just one of those things, like when you look at conspiracy theories with players and circumstances, it's a fun one to point to. Again, nobody was saying that that's the case. It's just, you know, okay, throwing good. that
0: out there. <laughs> okay. Uh Jamie, who do you love this week? By the way, Heath has Ertz and Goddard, both top seven and non PPR, both top six in PPR, uh, ahead of almost everyone. Other than like the obvious must starts, Jamie, who do you love this week?
2: I love Joshua Kelly. He's uh, he's the start of the week for week number three. Um, it's a uh, it's a, just a fantastic opportunity against a very very bad Panthers defense. And you know I've gotten a lot of questions since the article came out about do I start Kelly over Kareem Hunt? Do I start Kelly over Joe Mixon? Do I start Kelly over? Um, Todd Gurley. Uh, and the only reason I bring that up is that's the one that I would start him over of the the must start guys. I would start him over all the waiver wire guys. Um, and, and look, it's it usually when I have the start of the week, it's uh, a guy that's top 10 at their respective position or top 15. Um, he's top 20 for me. So it's not uh, across the board. You have to start him and don't start him over Eckler. He's not there yet, but I love the setup for him against this Panthers defense. That's just been absolutely awful. They allow the most touchdowns to the position. They allow the most receptions to the position. He's gotten as many carries so far through two games as Austin Eckler. They like him a lot. <laughs> and so I think it's an easy setup for him to have success against a team that's on the road for back-to-back weeks.
0: Yeah, Caroline, it's interesting. they uh, I can't say they've been so terrible against the run, but they're just getting run on a ton. And they have actually seen for a team which with which has maybe you know one of the most unproven secondaries in the NFL, they have seen the fewest wide receiver targets through two games, Carolina. So it's just you know, team, and, and well, I guess it makes sense, right? They're you're beating them, you're going to run the ball. Well,
1: I think part of that also is that their first game was against the Raiders, and we know how much they throw to their wide receivers.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. And why am I blanking? And Godwin why? was out in week two. Oh right, last week, right. But yeah, Brady still threw thirty-five late. times. I mean, um, okay. Who are you avoiding this week? Any sits this week?
2: Todd Gurley. Okay, against the Bears. Yeah, David Johnson. If I can.
0: Yeah, well, he's in I our sixty-second ranking debates. So,
1: David, Johnson. I don't really want to start Mark Ingram. Um, and despite I, I will regret saying this, but um. He kind of looks washed and his quarterback looks washed. So, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, I thought you were saying Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. I'd say, I'd say T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'll, you know, same thing I said last week about these guys, uh, Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, they're good. But what about the fact that Pittsburgh hasn't really been great against the number one receivers? You know, Slayton however you want to interpret it. Slayton had a hundred yards and two touchdowns and Cortland Sutton played like 40% of the snaps and he had 66 yards.
2: I think Will Fuller is battling through something, you know, so there's that risk of him leaving the game. Uh, I think those guys are fantastic by low candidates. You can get Will Fuller probably cheap. Uh, Deshaun Watson cheaper than he may ever be. The schedule is about to become fantastic compared to what it was. I mean, uh, I don't know what Bill O'Brien did to the schedule makers because they hate him. I mean, after starting the season with those three matchups, yeah, you know, especially two of them on the road, it's just, it, it was it, it was a nightmare to begin with. And so, you know, we we thought and I remember Heath saying this. You know, the hope would be is some of these comeback efforts, garbage time would be in Deshaun Watson and the passing game's benefit. And it was in week one, but week two was a disaster, and week three could be a disaster again.
0: All right, let's uh, get to the injuries, news, and notes. We got a lot of them to get to here. But first, you know, you should be listening to Fantasy Football today in five. You know how long it takes to listen to that show? Five minutes. Okay, we record uh, six times per week. We give you a bonus episode on Sunday mornings, although I do put that episode into this feed um, but other than the Sunday morning one, which comes out around eight thirty a.m., it's three o'clock in the morning. These are published, so when you wake up in the morning, you want your quick FFT fix. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Today in Five podcast, and we've got a starter sit pregame chat on Twitch tonight, seven p.m. Eastern. Heath and I are going to be on there answering your questions. Twitch.com slash FFToday seven p.m. Eastern. We have a lot of fun on Twitch, so so come join us. All right, let's see some big names missing practice. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Julio Jones. Let's start with those guys. Adams, Jacobs, Waller, Julio Jones. Who do you think is actually in danger of missing this week's game?
2: Adams.
1: And maybe Julio. Um, I, I, him, Julio not practicing on Wednesday is not any big deal at all, but Ian Rapoport tweeting about Julio not practicing on Wednesday and something to watch makes me care a little bit more.
0: Nick Mullins is likely to start for the 49ers at the Giants and Justin Herbert will start because Tyrod Taylor has a punctured lung. Uh, So the Nick Mullins at the Giants and Tyrod Taylor against Carolina, sorry, Justin Herbert against Carolina. If you're desperate for a quarterback or a super flex, whatever, who's better?
2: Oh, Herbert, you should absolutely add him in those formats because it could be a multiple week injury for Tyrod. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting decision for Anthony Lynn if Herbert is fantastic as long as Tyrod is out, because based on the circumstances, you're taking the guy's job away from him. If that happens because of a, you know, team scenario that did this to him. Yeah. And that's not going to probably sit well with a lot of people, especially in that locker room, but you know, the future is Herbert. And if he is, you know, just on fire, how do you take him out of that job? You know, yeah. So it's uh it's a really a tough spot for the Chargers to be in for Anthony Lynn to be in, but Herbert should be added in any super flex or two quarterback league if he was not drafted in those formats.
0: Yeah. Well hopefully for Anthony Lynn, Herbert's just horrible and the decision's easy, right? That's no Jason. He played
2: against the Chiefs, I'd be shocked if he's gonna be horrible.
0: Same. I, I thought he looked really good, but yeah, yeah, you, you never know. Um the film's out there. All right, so let's talk about the Panthers backfield. Who could possibly steal touches from Mike Davis? Do you think Curtis Samuel's. There is some momentum here with like people think Curtis Samuel's going to get some carries or should get some carries, and he had four last week, and all four were actually before McCaffrey's injury. And then there's Trenton Cannon because I don't think Reggie bon- Bonifon has been elevated yet, so from the practice squad. So Curtis Samuel, Trenton Cannon. I'm not saying stardom, but I'm I'm thinking I'm saying. Do you think they uh, are a fly in the ointment, basically, for Mike Davis? No. Okay. Cool. Well, I think everything's no, at play. Yeah, I think
1: everything's at play with
2: right. the
1: Panthers. Yeah, I like Christian McCaffrey gets twenty two to twenty-five touches a game. I've got Mike Davis projected for 17 right now. Maybe that should be a little bit lower based on the risk, but Curtis Samuel is always going to get some carries. I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Okay.
0: Yeah, I just it needs to be brought up for all the people with Mike Davis. We're going to preview that game. Sterling Shepard on IR with turf toe. Jalen Rager on IR. Torn UCL in his thumb. And Rager actually might be out until week 10. Tevin Coleman's on IR. George Kittle's status is uncertain. Richie Incognito, left guard for the Raiders. He's on IR. They're already on their third string right tackle. So a little beat up on the line. Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones is out for tonight's game. DJ Chark is questionable. All right, let's break this down, Heath. If DJ Chark does not play, what does that mean for for everyone, for Minshew, for Chenault, for Cole?
1: It's been a weird start to the season where they're not throwing it to DJ Chark like a number one wide receiver anyway. Um, it would make me a little more leery about Minshew, but you're still starting him. I would think it would be a benefit for both Cole and Chenault. Um, and Chris Conley. And Chris Conley, yeah. But I've got Cole and Schnault as number three slash number f- f- slash flexes right now. They would still be that, just higher-end versions.
0: Would you drop Minshew behind Roethlisberger if Chark doesn't play?
2: I don't think I would. Okay. but I mean, I, as as of this morning, I think Chark is playing. He got in limited practices, so.
0: Okay. Uh, just if you are some reason starting Josh Lambeau, just be aware he's on IR. He's their kicker. He's twelve percent rostered.
2: So yeah, they picked up Ferrari, so they're good.
0: Oh, okay. Brandon Linder, Jacksonville Center, is out tonight. Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers both miss practice. So let's go, let's go, Daryl Henderson. Uh, Buffalo linebackers Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds were li- Edmonds were limited in practice. So that's good news. Defensive tackle Ed Oliver miss though. That's bad news. Not good
2: news if you're the Rams.
0: It's not good news if you're the Rams. AJ <laughs> uh, Brown miss John Jonu Smith was limited. Minnesota, we know about their secondary. Two cornerbacks, Mike Hughes and Cam Dansler, they miss practice. Cincinnati looks like they could be without two defensive tackles, Geno Atkins and Mike Daniels, for this game against Philadelphia. Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perryman miss practice. Dallas cornerback Shadobi Awuzie is going to miss most multiple weeks, so light it up. Cook, Russell Wilson. Jack Doyle miss practice. And uh, Cleveland right tackle Jack Conklin's going to play this week. And Cleveland's getting a little healthier defensively. And there's just this one last note I want to read. This is from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, here's what Tampa Bay Times said about their the Bucks running backs. Don't expect Arians to give Fournette RB1 status, even though he believes he will play a bigger role as he gets a better hold of the offensive playbook. Quote, I love the way it works out right now, Arians said. To have Leonard come in with fresh legs in the fourth quarter and pound it like that. Very few teams have that combination. So the speculation is that Fournette will be used more in late in the game. And also the Tampa Bay Times reminding us that last year against Denver, Fournette ran for 225 yards, uh, a career high, and that prompted the Broncos to change their defensive alignment, basically, and use the defensive front that they are still using today. So interesting I, game. Looking forward I to that I
1: think one. I just moved Joshua Kelly up another spot. Over Fournette? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen,
0: credit card debt. I want to talk to you about that because I've seen a couple of my friends deal with this. It could be very crippling, very difficult to get out from underneath. It, it, people struggle with credit card debt, but there's help. Check out lightstream.com slash FFT. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. Lower interest rates, same-day loans with no fees. If you have good credit, Lightstream thinks that you deserve a great interest rate and no fees. So start saving today with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Lightstream's fixed credit card consolidation loan start at 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19%. We're talking 5.95%. Get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with absolutely no fees, The application is 100% online. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. And our listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. That's at lightstream.com slash FFT. That's the only place to get it. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash FFT. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.5 auto... 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash FFT for more information. All right, uh, getting into the games now. Got some East Coast and West Coast trips. The Niners and the Rams are both going to the East Coast for the second straight week. Uh, So that's interesting. And Vegas is at New England. They haven't been very good on the East Coast in recent years. It's a little shorter trip now. Luckily Tampa Bay's at Denver, Carolina's at LA at the chargers. Uh, and then one thing I noticed last week, man, like all the wide receivers who had tough matchups pretty much crushed them except for Will Fuller. It does. Like how much does these even matter to you? I mean, you look at like Cooper cup at Buffalo. You look at Houston at Pittsburgh. You look at AJ green against Darius Slay. The chargers are a tough matchup for Carolina. Kenny Galladay at Arizona, Tyree kill at Baltimore. Last week was I'm, so high scoring and it didn't matter Heath does it matter this week?
1: I care about how good the defense is that a wide receiver is facing because it could affect touchdown chances. I am not concerned about individual matchups.
0: Jamie, any individual matchups that concern you?
2: Um I think Heath's point is valid, you know, like the Rams for example, uh they got they got beat up I mean, the bills got beat up a little bit with their linebackers out as we saw Goseki just light up that team, um, where they had been so good against tight ends. So you get those two linebackers back and now their defense is close to hole. I think it could be tough for the Rams offense as a whole. So I downgrade their entire team. If those guys play,
0: we've got an anniversary of sorts, by the way, this was the, my favorite stat that I, that Trager and I found, um, it has been now 2 full years. You go back to week 3 of 2018 where multiple wide receivers basically had a good fantasy game against the Chargers from you know in the same game. It's 10 or more non-PPR points, 14 or more PPR points. It has not happened in a regular season game since week 3 of 2018. Uh, it did happen in a playoff game, just barely. Philip Dorsett and Julian Edelman in the 2018-19 postseason, but that's going to be fun. Like Robbie Anderson is Robbie Anderson a start this week? Is DJ Moore a start this week against uh, the Panthers? Uh, I would lean against more
2: towards uh, DJ Moore. Chargers. I would lean more towards DJ Moore than Robbie Anderson. I would try and sit Robbie Anderson this week.
1: Yeah, Anderson's a boom bust number three. I. D- you don't ever have to ask me, probably, if I'm starting DJ Moore. Again. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's do some 60
0: seconds ranking disputes. Let's try to really make them 60 seconds. Deshaun Watson, 19th for Jamie, 11th for Heath. He is at Pittsburgh. Dave's right in the middle at 14th. Jamie, you say basically sit Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah, he may move up a couple spots. Like right now, I have golf ahead of him. Um, that may change again if those linebackers are going to play. But I just think it's going to be tough for Deshaun Watson once again. So he's a great by low candidate. Don't give up on Deshaun Watson but you don't have to start him this week in a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. We already have a good example of what he looked like in a tough matchup last week.
1: Yeah, I listen, it was bad last week against Baltimore. The Steelers have not been as good um as we thought they were going to be defensively and maybe they will be in this game I don't love starting Deshaun Watson but Gardner Minshew is the only guy who was available on the waiver wire that I feel good starting above him I'm I'm not starting Fitzmagic tonight over him I'm not starting Tannehill or Joe Burrow over him so I'm going to roll Deshaun Watson back out there
0: okay how about um how about Matthew Stafford I think you have him back-to-back, Stafford, once. more. I would
1: start Stafford over to Sean Watson. I think Stafford's going to have a very good week uh, with Kenny Galladay back and chasing the score in Arizona.
0: All right, how about Tom Brady? So Jamie's got Brady as a start. He's got him 10th. Heath has him 22nd. Heath, so you're saying sit Tom Brady at Denver.
1: I just, I'm going to need, I've gotten to the point with Brady where I just, I'm going to need to see it first. Um, I don't think this Denver defense is particularly good. But going on the road, I I kind of think they might just be a little bit more conservative. Um, they were they threw thirty five passes last week, and maybe that's where they're at again. But thirty five passes isn't enough for Tom Brady right now. The way that they've uh, they're just not they've not gelled. Jamie, more optimistic on Brady.
2: Yes, uh, I think Brady is going to be a very good low-end starter. This is going to be his best game yet because this is going to be the first time that he has his healthy wide receivers on the field. He did not have a healthy Mike Evans in week one, and Chris Godwin was knocked out of that game. And then he did not have Chris Godwin in week two. If he's throwing 35 times against this uh, Broncos defense, I think he's going to be serviceable. He's not going to have a 30-point game, but I think he'll be in that 22-25-point to 25 point range, and that will put him in the neighborhood of a top-10 quarterback.
0: Josh Kelly, Jamie's start of the week. So Jamie's got him 20th in both formats. Heath, you have him 30th in non-PPR, 36th in PPR. You're not feeling it against uh, Carolina for Josh Kelly.
1: Yeah, I, um, I've um, i I've moved him up. We had this situation with Ben Roethlisberger last week, and uh, I, I saw that he was the start of the week, and so I went looking, and I do think <laughs> it's a good situation. I think that the Chargers are going to be more conservative than I originally had them forecast at. I've got Kelly at around 26 to 28 now in both formats. It's probably going to require a touchdown. Like, I don't think Josh Kelly is probably going to be good enough to start this week without one, but they should score some touchdowns against the Panthers.
0: So, Jamie, which waiver wire running backs are you starting Kelly ahead of when you look at the Giants, the 49ers? Mike, you're starting him
1: over Mike Davis? All of them. Okay. How about
0: you, Heath? Mike Davis or Josh Kelly?
1: I think Davis is now... I will start Davis over him if, like, Henderson... Let's see who's active. If it's just Henderson and Brown, I would probably start Henderson over him as well. But the rest of the waiver wire guys are behind him.
2: Yes, I will say this. If both Rams guys are out, Henderson would be better. But at this point, we're kind of anticipating Brown to play.
0: All right, uh, a couple more. David Johnson. David Johnson is 15th for Heath and 24th for Jamie. And Dave is also closer to 24th. Uh, Jamie, you're not quite, you, you kind of said it earlier. You don't really want to start David Johnson.
2: No, I mean, we're looking at a guy that is not getting a ton of volume. He had a great week one against, um, the chiefs and he averaged seven yards a carry. And then he comes back in week two and he didn't have the same level of production with 11 carries, you know? So I just don't want to buy into a guy that's going to be chasing points and is going to have, you know, three or four catches. I think that's certainly uh, feasible for him based on what we've seen. But this is not a good matchup for him at all, and so I would like to avoid David Johnson if you can.
0: Okay, Steelers have are giving up two point five five yards per carry to running backs facing Barkley and Gordon. But Heath, you got David Johnson fifteenth.
1: Yeah, and I haven't really like I you'd say that, and I don't feel like I want to be in a rankings dispute over David Johnson saying <laughs> that I like him. Okay, um, so maybe I'll just move him down. But yeah, it's um, I there's not a lot of running backs that you feel confident about having double digit carries and being four to five targets. And so like, I think Johnson's probably going to do that. And I do think that even in garbage time, he's probably still going to be okay. We're still not expecting to Duke Johnson to play. Right.
2: But let me ask you a question, Heath, because touches through two weeks, Kelly has more, right?
0: That's many probably true. Kelly has more than 35 carries and David Johnson. Yeah. He's much more.
2: So better matchup for Kelly versus the Panthers at home compared to David Johnson on the road. And the catches should favor David Johnson, but they did throw two times to Kelly last week in his second NFL game. Why would you not play Josh Kelly over David Johnson?
1: Well, I would say, like their their volume in the running game was basically the same in week one. Then he had the twenty three carries against. Well, the actually,
2: Chiefs. Kelly had more in week one in his first. game. Well, it was game. twelve
1: to eleven, basically <laughs> the same. Like I said, and like, I just don't feel confident that he's going to catch two passes, and it feels like two is closer to his ceiling than his floor. But yeah, I, like I could understand someone starting Kelly over Johnson. I I don't feel as confident in his role as a twenty touchback after one week of seeing it. And I wonder how much of that was Justin Herbert. We just told him he was starting five seconds before the game. We really would like to just run the ball as much as possible. Yeah.
0: Well, look if they if they give the ball to, to Kelly more than Eckler again, I just don't I just don't get it. I, you know, like Eckler was so much more effective than Kelly. Right? Eckler
2: should get more touches than Kelly. You this should, isn't a uh, a, a yeah, Kelly better than Eckler conversation. Not not by any stretch. I know. And, I was... and you know how much I like Josh Kelly. He should not be playing more than Austin Eckler. But I'd be shocked unless this game goes completely sideways for the Chargers if he's getting less than 15 carries in this game. All
0: right, let's do the startometer meter now. Jarvis Landry against Washington. The three games here on the startometer, meter: uh, Washington, Cleveland, Vegas, New England, Jets, Colts. Those are going to be the last three games that we get to today. So if you can't stick around, startometer meter for Jarvis Landry: zero to ten.
2: Uh, three in non PPR, five in PPR,
1: one. Well, all right. I'm like what I said about Brady earlier, I'm kind of right there with Jarvis Landry. I'm afraid against Washington there's not enough pass volume for Jarvis Landry to be good. Okay. This is an interesting game for the Beckham? Browns
2: just because of their run de- the, the Washington run defense has been good, you know, and will will the Browns, I think they will, but will they be able to run on the Washington football team to the same level that they did against the Bengals?
0: All right, what about Beckham? 0 to 10 on Beckham.
2: Uh, I would say seven for both format. five. Five.
0: Would you guys start um, Josh Kelly or Beckham?
2: I would start Kelly in non-PPR. I'd start Beckham in PPR.
1: I would say that's... Yeah.
0: All right. Cam Newton's a 10. How about any Patriots running back against Las Vegas?
2: We still don't know if James White is playing. Right. So... I I think he's going to play. I hope he's going to play. I hope everything is, you know, okay with his mother. Obviously his father's passing is tragic, but um, if he plays, I'd start him, you know, in, in PPR.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd kind of like to wait and see what
2: his, what his role is. Um, I'd, I'd rather, I'll say one. Julian Edelman. I would, I would imagine if he's out there, you know, that they'll try to get him something to, you know, celebrate him, you know, give him an opportunity to score something to, you know, make him feel good and, you know give him a chance to probably do something in the end zone to celebrate his his father and his mother how
0: about Julian Edelman 0 to 10
2: 10 i would say 8 in PPR 7 in non PPR
0: any vegas wide receiver at new england
2: 0 Two. Naeem hines against the one. jets what uh 1 3 in PPR 0 in non PPR frank gore or any jet at all any jet at all uh no like hogan maybe
0: I, if he plays and crowder perryman don't
1: Barrios yeah. might be or barrios or whatever barrios. you say his last name barrios. like he might be the best jet
0: what about week. hogan though like because barrios had like a 30-yard touchdown with two with two minutes left and no. a 25 point. who's game. starting
2: these guys like you know there's honestly so there's options.
0: so many injuries out there that I went down that road last week with Danny Amendola. I thought Danny Amendola was going to get like 60, 70 yards. And I've started him in a half PPR league and he was a dud. But I don't I don't remember why I had to start him. But, but you know, it was it was our flex league. You know, you have to start two flexes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I could see 14-team league. Like,
2: no. Somebody's got to do something for the Jets. Four, yeah, 14-team league. Somebody may be stuck. I get that. You know, so, sure. Shouldn't, shouldn't poo-poo it, but. I would rather I would prefer Hogan over Barrios if he plays. All
0: right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. <laughs> okay, finally getting to the games. Kansas City at Baltimore. Uh, this is what USA Today said about Mike Pennell, who is back. he was suspended for two games defensive tackle for the Chiefs. Pennell played a crucial role for the Chiefs defense down the stretch. He was the top run-stopping defensive lineman for Kansas City and helped bring their run defense to a respectable level. So he is back, and that is big. Stat of the game number one: Patrick Mahomes is twentieth in air yards and thirty-second in air yards per pass attempt. He was ninth in that category last year. So so far through two games, not really throwing the ball downfield. Stat of the uh, yeah, yeah, his boy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Stat of the game number two: Marquise Brown has six targets in each of his first two games, but. In the four games last year in which the Ravens allowed 23 or more points, and I picked that number because I don't think the Chiefs scored less than 23 like all year last year, maybe once, I don't know. Um, He had nine, seven, five, and 11 targets in those games. So, you know, everybody's starting Mahomes. You guys said you could start Cam over him, maybe some others, but whatever. Starting Mahomes, starting Lamar Jackson. Marquise Brown will be a tougher call. Um, Starters at Marquise Brown, I do think there's a
1: chance the targets are up this week.
2: Low end number two wide receiver.
1: I don't. Yeah, I I wouldn't argue high. I would say high end number three, but I, it's that same range. I've got him just just inside my top thirty. Same range for as Odell Beckham for me. All
0: right. So the easy ones in this game are the quarterbacks, Kelsey and Andrews, and Clyde Edwards-Elair. Right. We're gonna start everyone. Everyone.
1: There? I'm a little yes. nervous about Clyde, but you're starting him. Yes. Okay. Um. I mean,
0: you'd start Jonathan Taylor over Clyde edwards Just for kicks. Um, And then I'm sure everyone's starting Tyreek Hill, but how concerned are you considering what Baltimore has done to uh, Will Fuller and who did they destroy in week one? I I can't even.
2: Uh, Week one, they destroyed Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham.
0: Ten targets, three catches. Right. So what do you think about Tyreek Hill?
2: I dropped him out of my top five. (laughs) Yeah, you're not benching Tyreek Hill. Look. You, you, last week's a great, great example of how they'll move Tyree Kill in, in some different formations and move him around a little bit. You know, it was a lot of just little crossing routes and just trying to make sure they got the ball in his hands. 11 targets against the Chargers. That's that's encouraging. That was good, Heath. I like that.
0: Uh, all right, so then that brings us to the Ravens running backs. And, um, yeah, I, what, do you, what are your thoughts there? The Chiefs' defense should get better with Pinnell, and I was trying to point out Mark Ingram really got almost all of the carries until the fourth quarter of their last game. And this should be their most competitive game of
1: the year. So what are your thoughts on these Ravens running backs? I like Ingram's the only one that I would consider. Yes. Um, I'm not, you, you can't start any their guys with any confidence at all. I would say that Ingram is a fine flex. He's actually a, one of the guys that I have behind Kelly. Um, I would rather start Mike Davis than Ingram. I would rather start Henderson unless both of the Rams backs are back. Um, I, I'd rather start David Montgomery than Ingram, but it, he's a fine flex.
0: Would you guys start Laviska Shenault or Keelan Cole ahead of Mark Ingram in half or full PPR?
2: If Chark is out for whatever reason, then yes. If Chark is in, then no. It, it's not like those guys have seen a huge volume of targets yet. Right. That, and I think you, you what you said was appropriate. It's going to be their most competitive game for Baltimore. And so you would imagine that Ingram is going to be on the field much more so than probably Gus Edwards and and maybe JK Dobbins. So I think you just lean on the fact that there's a touchdown potential coming for Mark Ingram. Maybe the catches are upticked a little bit. I, I would still stick with Ingram.
0: Okay. Yeah, if you if you like uh, prop bets, you could see what his receiving totals are because the Chiefs they gave up the most receiving yards to uh, running backs last year, and they're already off to a terrible start, allowing thirty two or more receiving yards to three running backs so far in two games. Not exactly Ingram's mo, but
2: maybe something kind of sneaky. So well, when they throw to him, he does well. It's just they yeah. don't throw it to him very much. Mark Ingram or Marquise Brown? Uh, Ingram in on PPR. Brown in PPR.
0: Sure. Um, any sleepers in this game? Sammy Watkins or
2: I guess just Sammy is Watkins? Is Sammy still in the protocol? Uh, you know, he says know he's He say he's healthy, right? That was the interesting thing. You know, we'll find out today if he practices. But no, no sleepers for me. Okay.
0: And by the way, uh, Mahomes is sixth for Jamie, fifth for Dave, seventh for Heath. It's Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson... Josh Allen, those are the consensus four that are ahead of Patrick Mahomes, and Cam Newton for both um, Jamie and Heath, not for Dave. Uh, Okay, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's that game. Even though it's the most exciting, it's kind of easy with those teams. However, the Ravens DST, you could try to get away from them. They are 12th for Jamie, 10th for Dave, and 9th for Heath. Only two teams scored double-digit fantasy points against, two DSTs against the Chiefs last year. So, some of the best defenses they faced were absolutely horrible against them. So, you know, you can look for the Colts, look for the Chargers, some other options. Rams are at the Bills. Buffalo, a a two-and-a-half point favorite. The total here is 47-and-a-half. I've got two stats of the game, one that probably won't influence your lineup decision. In 2019, only three quarterbacks scored more than 21 fantasy points against the Rams. Um, And so far, through two games, Dak Prescott and... Carson Wentz have fallen short of that march, uh, that mark. So we'll see if Josh Allen can do it. He's a top five quarterback, so that's not going to influence your line of decision. However, this one might. Stat of the game that might influence your line of decision: the Rams are second in the NFL in rush attempts. So is that what they're going to try to do? Just try to run the ball. The Bills' run defense probably not as good as its pass defense. See what happens with those linebackers getting healthy, hopefully. But you know, even if Brown does play, you know, what does that mean for Henderson and, and Brown and? I don't know. Let's throw acres in there as well. Like they run the ball a lot so far.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Great question, right? I I think you look at it as, uh, they're probably flexes because you don't know what Brown's workload will be. And Henderson's probably going to lead them in, in carries or touches, you know, to make sure that Brown doesn't re injure his finger. So I would lean Henderson over Brown, but you're right, Adam, it's, it's a defense that's going to be tough for this Rams offense to perform well against, at least as well as we've seen, because they were very efficient running the ball against the Cowboys. And then Jared Goff was very efficient against the Eagles. This is their toughest test to date. And, you know, going on the road back to back weeks, East coast, West coast, East coast, one o'clock start again, you know, I could see the Rams offense struggling a little bit. They're due for, a little bit of a letdown after a 2 0 start. And so Buffalo can make things uncomfortable for them. Now, if those guys don't play, as we saw, Tyler Higby should light them up because Mike Goseki right. lit them up. And so you saw that's where Goff's production came from last week, especially with the with the touchdowns. So mm-hmm. um you gotta be a little bit concerned about Robert Woods, a little bit concerned about Cooper Cup. This is a good secondary, and you know, we'll see if if they put Jordavius White on one of them and who he follows. So I I'd be I'd be a little bit cautious about this. Uh this offense for for the Rams.
0: If you want a quick rundown of what some of the noteworthy slot wide receivers did against the bills last year, just remember they've played the dolphins and the, and the jets so far. So not too much to go off, but slot receivers last year. Well, Prou- Crowder did really well. Yeah. And right. And he had 14 catches for 99 yards last year and eight catches for 66 yards in the second game, Tyler Boyd, six for 68 Edelman, four for 30 Landry, nine for 97 and a touchdown. Cobb, 3 for 53. Edelman, 5 for 72. They did pretty well. I mean, bad bad against Crowder, bad against Landry, but they did pretty well. So uh, who do you like better, Cup or Woods? Woods. Woods. Would you start Marquise Brown or Mark Ingram over Cooper Cup?
2: I would start
1: Marquise Brown over Cooper Cup i would start cup over brown
2: cup has um, been disappointing i mean you yeah, know last week yeah. they were they were forcing him the ball and he got over 100 total yards but you know you need him to score <laughs> that's kind of been the M.O. for him and you know he hasn't scored now in two games and tough matchup
0: where are the targets it's six or fewer targets in eight of his last 10 games now so it's in six in each of the first two games for cooper cup uh and then Tyler higby i mean how much does the injury report matter here for Tyler Higby because the bills were maybe the worst matchup for tight ends last year, but you take away two, two great years. linebackers, last two years. yeah, you take away two great linebackers and they were horrible against Kosicki. So like it, how much is up in the air in terms of where you're ranking Tyler Higby?
2: When I first did my rankings at the start of the week, I had him third. And then as the uh as as you know you go through the process uh, I know Heath does as well with his projections you, you kind of shift things around and now he's down to 11. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah it, it uh it, it's it's a big swing you know I don't think a lot of people are going to sit Tyler Higby you can start Dallas goddard over him they're back to back in my rankings uh you can start john U. Smith you could start mike iski you can start some other guys that you may not have considered but it, you know after a three touchdown game it's hard to get away from Tyler Higby completely especially since those guys are not at 100 percent
1: yeah, I I would start Kosicki over him tonight. I just like the matchup might be fantastic, and he might score three touchdowns, but he's also getting like five targets a game. Like, right, it's not the same right. thing as what happened at the end of last year.
0: Yeah, he had five, he caught all five of his targets and he scored three touchdowns. That, I mean, that's very it's a good thing to note, Heath. And um, would you start Dalton Schultz over Mike? Gis- no, uh, over
2: oh, Higby. Sorry, Higby. No. Okay. No, and and I will say that if those guys are getting into full practice by Friday, I would put Goddard ahead of.
0: All right, so Henderson, I think we got to stay on Daryl Henderson for a bit. What What's the range of, of where you might rank him depending on who's available here? Let's say everyone's out. Where's Daryl Henderson?
1: When I first did my projections, it was with everyone <laughs> out, and I wouldn't have left him here anyway because it was ridiculous, but he was uh, my number seven running back. <laughs> um, I moved him quickly down to 15th. And then when I saw the report about uh, Malcolm Brown, like he had surgery on his pinky, but they think he's just going to play. Um, I've got Henderson. I don't know if Brown ranked yet, but I've got Henderson kind of ranked like one of those guys is going to play. And that's right around 25. So I think he's a low-end RB2 as long as it's only one of them
2: that comes back. If all three come back, then you can't put a Rams running back in your top 30. Here's the tricky part, because you're obviously playing James Robinson over Henderson. You should at least. But you may consider Miles Gaskin over Henderson if those guys play. And that's where I think you got to make a tough choice. So I don't think there's that much of a higher ceiling for Gaskin over Henderson that you don't want to wait it out with the Rams guys. But if all three come back and you're thinking Henderson versus Gaskin, I would prefer Gaskin if I knew that those other two guys are going to play.
0: All right, let's go to the Bills here. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback. Sorry. Real
1: quick yeah. on what Jamie said, because I think that's a good point. Um, that's where you should go pick up Jeff Wilson.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. All right. Simpatico. That's why we share a fantasy team. Uh, Bill's running back. So it, Zach Moss has a toe injury. I don't know if I said that earlier, but that could be big. It, is Dude. it like you're not starting them unless Moss is out and then you start Singletary?
2: Oh, Singletary would be a must start if Moss is out. Yes.
1: Okay. I've got Singletary as a borderline start with right. Moss playing. So right. yeah, he'd probably be a top fifteen running back for me if, if you told me Moss
2: wasn't playing. So who's the 100%. best
0: running back in this game? Let's let's say let's say you have Moss, Singletary, Henderson, and Brown playing. Who's the best running back?
2: Singletary. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Over Henderson. If those guys are playing, yeah. The thing with Brown playing is like I, I could see a scenario of Brown being like a break glass in case of emergency type of situation. Right. Like Henderson's gonna get all the work and we don't want to risk Brown getting hurt further. And I'd be shocked if with a fractured pinky after having surgery that he's playing in the passing game, you know, so Brown would be off the table for me this week, unless Henderson's hurt and acres is out, you know, so I, I just, I wouldn't want to trust him at all. So he would be fourth and distant fourth. But I think the, the bills guys will still be close together with Singletary slightly head because we saw week one, um, you know, he's, he's the preferred goal line option.
0: Yeah. I uh, no, he gets all the all the reds all the green zone work, uh, Zach Moss. Okay, uh, final question here. By the way, uh, Rams struggling so far against pass catching running backs, so that could help Singletary. Buffalo wide receivers, are you starting both Diggs and Brown?
2: I'd be a little bit more concerned about Brown, just you know that that could be where Ramsey ends up because they'll move Diggs around, they'll play him inside as well. So Cole Beasley's banged up too. That's something to keep in mind. Um, you know that that he's not one hundred percent. So that could change some things also, but uh, I'm not getting away from digs yet.
1: Right. You got to start digs. I I would say Brown for me, Brown's in that Marquise Brown, Odell Beckham range of number three, wide receivers that you're probably starting.
0: Okay. And uh, the DSTs are, I guess, both in play more. Well, the for Heath, they are for Jamie and Dave. It's just the bills. Okay.
2: Houston at Pittsburgh. This, this, is, this is Josh Allen's toughest test, obviously. You yeah, know, after the two defenses he's faced. So um I'm curious and, to see how he does. And the Dolphins dropped a couple of picks
1: last week. Like I, I would expect the Rams are going to get a couple turnovers at least. The real might put up 30 points again, but there should be some fantasy points for the defenses, I would think.
0: All right, Houston at Pittsburgh stat of the game. I think I've probably given this before, but anyway, the Big Mac was invented in the Pittsburgh suburbs. By Jim Delegati, a local McDonald's franchisee. It was first sold You're in
2: 1967. These stats again. I,
1: I could understand why you'd want to make sure that, uh, like, I might have used that one, but uh, uh, I got to get it in there yeah, again. Uh,
2: who knows that
1: where the Big Mac was
0: invented? Now you know. Tell your friends. All right. we I talked, already forgot. We talked about the show Pittsburgh. Hey, so. Adams,
2: where's the Roethlis burger invented?
0: Uh, our, yeah, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Miami, Ohio. Uh Deshaun Watson we talked about that. Jamie says sit. He says he's number 11. You can start him. Start him over every like waiver wire guy except Minshew. David Johnson we already talked about. Heath's higher on him but might be moving him down the rankings a little bit. So he's a number 2 running back David Johnson. Um David Johnson or Stefan Diggs. 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 David Johnson or John Brown.
2: Johnson. Uh Brown and PPR.
0: Any interest in a Houston wide receiver this week, Cooks or Fuller?
2: If Fuller was out, then I'd have interest in Cooks. If Fuller plays, I'd have interest in none.
1: It's so weird because, like, it we had lots of speculation about Will Fuller, and he definitely was getting his hamstring stretched at one point last week, but he wasn't even on the injury report. Yeah, like I, I'm. I would put, I put Fuller in that like there's a big, it to be a big range because I've said it a lot but I put him in the same range as John Brown and those guys boom or bust number three receiver the range goes from twenty to sixty
0: <laughs> <laughs> how about um, Jordan Aikens you know like I said He's yesterday done a, a ton nice job rocks. when
2: they've been chasing points it happened in week one the late touchdown it obviously happened last week because they're behind Darren Fells is their starting tight end but Aikens is their pass catching tight end so if you are stuck. It's not bad. Like if you didn't pick up uh, Dalton Schultz or Jordan Reed or you know any of the tight ends that we've talked about off the waiver wire. Like I I like Drew Sample, for example, better than Jordan Akins, but you know he's in that group of guys that you could be looking at, and certainly in tight end premium leagues, he should be added. I I agree with that. I will. The one thing I'll add just to watch for this week,
1: Akins is currently fourth amongst tight ends in routes run. Like right. he is running and that generally will eventually turn into good things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. they loved him coming out of camp. He had a fantastic training camp and he should be playing more. He should be getting more opportunities. So uh, that's a, that's a great, you know, stash tight end. Um, I drafted him in the fishbowl. I may be playing five tight ends this week because <laughs> I picked up Drew sample. I have Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and I have Dalton Schultz. I may be playing all five of them.
0: All right, Ben Roethlisberger is twelfth for everyone for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. 12. <laughs> 12, 12, 12. How about that? You know, <laughs> excellent. I, it looked like Houston had kind of done a respectable job against Mahomes and and uh, Jackson. Like neither of them went off, but they both had passer ratings like above one hundred and thirteen. So I don't know how how well they've actually done. Uh, and imagine,
2: he, imagine if you're the Texans and you go. Oh, we get a break from Mahomes Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Now we got to play a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh
0: any hesitance, any hesitation to start James Conner? None. None. Okay. And then the Pittsburgh wide receivers. How are we feeling about them? Who's who's better, Juju or Johnson?
1: I've got Juju for at least one more week. Um I it would be really nice if they throw it to Juju just a little bit more. But uh they're both in my like they're both ahead of that gigantic range that i have established from 20 okay. to 60 <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay Did jamie agreed juju's better
2: yeah i think there's going to be a squeaky wheel game coming for juju at some point um could happen this week it's not like he's not catching the ball you know so it's just that deontay johnson's the favorite guy right now you know it's 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 kind of similar to uh antonio brown and, and juju just not johnson's not at that level yet And we got to, you know, I'm
0: very curious to see what this game looks like because I I think the Texans had such a bad secondary last year, but they were so injured. They're healthier now. They're still waiting for Gary and Conley to get back They're, I don't think they're that bad, but I don't think we know yet. So let's see what happens.
2: Bradley Roby's done a pretty solid job Uh, against number ones. So so far through two weeks, they faced two great running teams, the Chiefs and the Ravens. (laughs) Yeah exactly
1: like I do kind of feel like though and it's it's like the Sam Darnold type thing we just haven't learned anything about the Texans yet right nobody would look good playing the Chiefs Ravens and Steelers well what we
0: That's do know
1: we know they're not a <laughs> Super Bowl contender like that That's Sam Darnold thing
2: well I mean they're gonna be a team that makes a late season push you know because they're they're too talented and they have a great quarterback um it's it, look. You face the two best teams in football, arguably. In
0: I know, but season. that's the thing. Is like they're they're always going to be great in the AFC
1: South. You know, yeah, like I, they're still a. Div- you would agree they're still a division contender. Absolutely, of course. Yes.
2: absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like
1: they're going to be zero and three, and they're still a contender in their own division. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they that, were last
2: year, right? Was last year the 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 Frank Wright game, or was that two years ago? I think it was
0: l- two years ago. I don't when know. They were when they overtime were, when they were game.
2: Basically, they were left for dead. Yeah. And Frank Reich made that dumb decision, and then they won in overtime. Right, they I started don't remember. That run. All
0: right, Tampa Bay is at Denver. Here's one stat of the game. Denver has held A.J. Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster to less than 50 yards. Both of them had eight targets. The number two wide receivers have been great. I can't imagine getting away from Godwin or Evans, although Heath has them outside the top 20, which is interesting.
1: They're right at 20, right? I tried really hard to get them inside the top 20. I fudged things a little bit because I didn't want them to be outside the top 20.
2: I thought they were 21 and 22.
1: Okay, they'll be 19 and 20.
2: <laughs> okay, great. Both are going for 100 and a touchdown this week. All wow. Right.
1: Here's
0: another stat of the game. Tampa Bay has now gone eight straight games without allowing 60 rushing yards to a running back. They are, however, giving up the second most receiving yards to a running back, that's what happens when you face Kamara, McCaffrey, and Mike Davis. But Melvin Gordon is pretty interesting. He came through last week. He scored. But as good as the Steelers' run defense is, the Bucks are probably... I'm going to say they're the best in the NFL. They were last year. I'm going to say that. Why not this year?
2: Um, starters at Melvin Gordon. Start, but I would start Kelly over him in non PPR.
1: I'm going to start Melvin Gordon with a little bit of discomfort. All righty. Um,
0: should we stick with the Broncos? Is that the only Bronco you're starting?
1: Yeah. All fancy. Oh, right. Yeah. Fant. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, 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 like, I really want to have Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler on my bench because I think at some point in the near future those guys are could both be pretty good.
0: FANT or Goddard,
2: Goddard, FANT, FANT or Jared Cook, FANT and PPR, Cook and non PPR. Cook scores sure. touchdowns. That's all he does. <laughs> sure. Yeah.
0: just want to throw out at this on fan. Like he's got 11 targets in two games. He's been tremendous. He's got 11 targets in two games and he's got his backup quarterback and didn't really bother him last week. But, um, you know, just, just, just throwing it out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to sit the Tampa Bay tight ends. Is that throwing it out there as a good thing or throwing it out there as a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Okay. It's a, it's a kind of sell high thing, but I am not buying that. He's a sell high because I think he's a true breakout, but I just would like to see more targets. Did you ever get him back in the lead that you dropped no. Still have Duke Johnson. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I have Mark Andrews, thank goodness. But Tom Brady, uh, I think we did. It. We debated him earlier. Jamie's got him 10th. Heath has him 22nd. We did the 62nd rankings debate if you want to hear that on Brady. Uh, rewind. It's a, check the time codes. Always check the time codes in the description. So let's talk about Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. What level of confidence?
1: Nobody's starting Ronald
0: Jones, but what level of confidence do you have in Leonard Fournette?
1: I don't think you can have any confidence like not I think Leonard Fournette would be pretty damn good if they give him fifteen carries. I don't think you can have any confidence in who's going to get the first carry for the Bucks. Um I hope it's Leonard Fournette, but Fournette's a flex for me, and so's Jones, but Fournette's a high end and Jones a low end.
0: Did I ask you marking Ingram or Leonard Fournette? I don't
2: know. I don't think I did. Yeah, me, I would, I, I would start Fournette as number two running back this week. I, I think that you're going to get enough touches out of him in this matchup that he's going to be successful.
1: I would start Ingram and non PPR, Fournette and PPR. Yeah, any, Fournette and Fournette. any thought of starting Jerry Judy in PPR
0: over Leonard Fournette? No way. You're going to get a lot of targets. He's got 15 in two games. He's going to get more catches than Fournette. No. This is his chance to shine.
2: Okay. This, So was week one, and he didn't have a great game. No. Four catches for 56 yards. Uh, Tampa Bay's DST
0: is top four. Start him up. Carolina's at the Chargers. Chargers, six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um, Your stat of the game, number one, is what I mentioned, that it just doesn't happen. Two wide receivers having good games against the Chargers. It's happened one time in the last two years, basically. Uh, and stat of the game, number two, I also gave this one. The Panthers have seen the fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL defensively, so that's interesting. Bridgewater's a sit. Let's go through this quickly. Bridgewater's a sit, right? Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Mike Davis? Hit me with some Mike Davis.
1: I, Jamie said it really well. Um, everything's in play earlier. In these types of situations, um, and, and I'd throw the Giants in here as well, we should be prepared to be surprised. Don't start Mike Davis over someone that you feel good about as a number two running back. Mike Davis is um, the guy that gets you to the other guys. So like I would start him over Mark Ingram. I would start him over Leonard Fournette. I would start him currently over Devin Singletary unless Zach Moss is out. But Mostly, if you have two good starting running backs, you just start those guys instead.
2: The thing that you have to hold for with him is the receiving numbers because you saw that already. So you should say, okay, they're going to be chasing points, right? They're going to probably do that every week. Certainly this week, back-to-back road games for them going to the West Coast. So if they trusted him already, I would say, I don't know, Heath, if you want to look it up, what you haven't projected for, I would guess probably five catches is is something that's attainable for him Yep. After he just had eight. So if he's getting five catches, let's just say, he's probably their first guy up in terms of carries. So 10 carries is probably on the table, right? Heath, what do you have him projected for there? I think 12 actually. Okay. So if you're going in with 15 touches in your mind already, that puts him in the number two back end flex range to begin with. So and, and just think about that 15, 15 touches. David Johnson hasn't done that yet.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're telling me he's going to catch five passes, it's going to be hard for me to keep him out of at least a flex spot. Right. But it's there's obviously uncertainty, and we do see a lot of you know you get these guys, you think they're going to be the guy, and then something happens, and it's just it's weird. But it's hard to imagine who's taking those touches from Mike Davis. Um, the and, so and far the Chargers have done you know, they, well they, they, too they, against they running like backs. Him.
2: You know they they've they've talked him up. It was. An offseason of, uh, you know, where I think Jordan Scarlett was on the roster. Uh, Reggie Bonifant has yet to play. Um, Trenton Cannon, we know, is more of a special teams sort of, you know, Ty Montgomery type of player, you know, that never is going to be a featured type of guy. Mm-hmm. So Mike Davis has had that opportunity before he's failed. But, you know, pedigree would suggest that Mike Davis is going to get a lot of work in this game. Okay. Yeah. And then I just,
0: we haven't really talked about it, but the Chargers so far have been 19 carries for 69 yards for Mixon, 10 carries for 38 yards for Clyde Edwards-Whirler. So they've been very good there. So you probably will need those catches. Um, DJ Moore, we're going to start Robbie Anderson or Mike Davis. Who's a better flex?
2: I would play Anderson. I
0: think I'd I'm play sorry, I play Davis. Excuse me. Yeah, Davis. Davis. Okay. Yeah. Robbie Anderson or Jarvis Landry?
2: Anderson. Anderson.
0: And I know you guys don't really like Curtis Samuel. Justin Herbert, yada yada yada. Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly. I think we've talked about that. Sid, Sid Herbert. Eckler's a start. Kelly is more of a start for Jamie, but he's twentieth. He's going to have Kelly like twenty sixth. And then the Chargers wide receivers start. Allen, Sid Williams.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Would you start? Gotta be encouraged out? by by Allen last week. That sure. was that was nice to see that the ten targets again. Different kind of game, but you know now there's now there's at least okay. What can Allen do with Herbert under center? You know, it's almost like the same thing with Edelman, that you saw You saw what you were hoping to see in a positive way, and and now you build off of that.
0: Yeah, and Allen had eight targets in week one, too, so that, that's also just didn't have a good game. Uh, would you start Keenan Allen or Mike Davis?
1: Keenan Allen. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Keenan
0: Allen. Hunter Henry, top four, tight end. Washington at Cleveland. Battling an
2: ankle injury, though, just keep an eye on it.
0: Okay. Oh, Chargers DST, start them too. Washington at Cleveland. Cleveland is a seven-point favorite, so that might not be good for the passing game. Uh, Stat of the game, Dwayne Haskins has thrown 64 passes in two games. Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas both have 17 targets. That's 26.6% target share for both McLaurin and Thomas. It is kind of funny to see that Terry McLaurin has like 120 more yards than Logan Thomas. But uh, Thomas is getting targets. That's my point. And Cleveland has been horrible against tight ends. They are giving up the most points, and they gave up the fourth most points to tight ends last year. How good of a sleeper is Logan Thomas, in your
2: opinion? He's good. He's, you know, you, you look at everything you just said. Targets are there. Matchup is there. He's just not, you know, gonna have certainly the Mark Andrews game. And it took two tight ends to have. You know all that production for the Bengals in week two but Ozama did score so i think if you're looking at a uh like a six for 50 type of game logan thomas can get you that if you're hoping for you know if he scores he'd be he'd be very good but you know he's just not the ceiling is just not there for him but i think the floor is kind of okay
0: all right. So this game is is probably fairly simple. Obviously, Nick Chubb must start. We've talked a lot about Beckham and, and Landry. Landry, we want to see it first. Beckham's an okay start. We just hope they throw more. Uh, so Kareem Hunt, Antonio Gibson, those guys might be interesting. We're, obviously, we're going to start Hunt over Gibson. Let's start with, and Terry McLaurin, by the way, is top 12 must start
1: guy. Let's start with Kareem Hunt. How much do you like him this week, Heath? I'm just going to start both Browns running backs, um, especially in a game against Washington, where I think they're probably going to run it 40 plus times. I I don't, and maybe like Washington's run defense has been uh, like one of their better parts of their game on, yeah. so far. So maybe they'll have some success. But this team averaged more than five yards per carry against the Ravens. Um, I just think it's one of the best rush offenses in the NFL, and you start both running backs. It's it's a little bit of a um, butterfly situation with Kareem hunt. If you get to halftime and he has three touches, (laughs) but so far it's late in the game. It's, it's been his role. So I, uh, I'm
2: starting to both. And Antonio Gibson, Jamie, any interest there? I think it's going to be tough. You know, you you were saying about the bucks having the best run defense. Uh, I I wonder if this Cleveland run defense is going to hold up all season long because they've done a really nice job so far through two games. I mean, you know, Baltimore, we know what their rushing game is. They limited the three running backs, Dobbins had the two touchdowns, but you know, the two main guys were under 3.2 yards per carry. And then we saw them do a great job in bottling up Joe Mixon as well. And so Gibson, I don't think, is on the level yet of those two scenarios. And so I would try and sit him this week. I, I'm v- extremely encouraged by what they did in week two against Arizona, the fact that they made him their guy. And that, I think, is something you're going to see moving forward, just him continuing to get better. I wish they would throw the ball to him more. Um, I spoke to Brady Quinn briefly about this. And the reason I bring that up is Brady's one of our colleagues. He also works for Fox sports. He called the game. And so one thing he said was he didn't think that they were using him correctly for what his skill set is, but I I'll go back to something I said a couple of weeks ago, this is the evolution of some of these rookies, especially a guy like Gibson, who's transitioning from wide receiver to running back. They're going to continue to add more to his plate. And so hopefully now we see a little bit more involvement in the passing game, because that's where his stats can sort of blossom and, and continue to grow, so this is a great game to keep an eye on Antonio Gibson. But I hope you don't have to play Antonio Gibson unless you're stuck.
0: I think that's pretty much it for this game. Which DST do you like better, Washington or Cleveland? Oh, the Browns
2: by leaps and bounds.
0: You got them four spots ahead in your rankings.
2: It's a, a drop off though. Okay, the Browns. The Browns. okay. <laughs> Sorry, like you acted like that's like the dumbest question no, ever. I think they're gonna hit. I think they'll hit Baker Mayfield a few times.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like um, the Browns as well. I mean, I, I think I'm starting in one league. All right, we got two games left, guys. Let's rock and roll here with Vegas and New England. All right, so um, the only... G- okay, here's here's the deal, right? Start Cam, he's top five guy. Start Jacobs, start Edelman, and uh, who am I forgetting? Start Waller. Waller. Start Waller. So do you think Sony Michelle scores? Because Patriots are six-point favorites. And... Should we at least be adding Nikhil Harry? Yes. Coming off that big yes. game. Should
1: Add you? Nikhil Harry for sure. And I wouldn't hate flexing him this week. Um, I think he's the second best receiver in this game. Yes, for sure. Um, I don't think this like the Sony Michelle score thing, he's not even on the field in their goal goal line package. There's no other running back on the field in their goal line package. So until that changes, I don't think you can have any hope. Like Sony Michelle is going to score from 20 yards out.
2: What did he do in Maybe. week one? Well, he, he scored in week one. He scored in week one, you know, so I think there's a chance he scores, but I'm with Heath. You don't want to, you know, bank on it. Now, clearly again, you're, you just lost McCaffrey. You just lost Barkley. You have two Rams running backs that were in the mix of starting options that are down. He may be stuck. So he's clearly better in non PPR than PPR, but you know, they're going to use Burkhead. If white is back, they're going to use him, you know, so with what Cam is doing and how he's operating, you're you need a touchdown for him to be successful. So he's in the Jordan Howard range. You know that's just the type of player that he is right now. Patriots DST seventh for Jamie,
0: fifth for Dave, tenth for Heath, and I, I mean I really got my eyes on this game because I'm pretty sure I picked the Raiders to make the playoffs and the Patriots to miss the playoffs. So let's see if they can put up a fight here, those Las Vegas Raiders. Jets at Colts. Make that
2: same bet after two weeks, knowing what the record is for both teams.
0: Uh, no, Cam is much, much better than I thought he was going to be. So,
2: so, But you would bet on the Raiders to
1: make the playoffs still. They're
0: 2-0. I would probably put the Patriots in the last playoff spot and kick the Raiders out. But I think they definitely have a chance. I like the Raiders. Uh, Jets of uh, Colts here. Um, oh, the Jets have run the second fewest plays in the NFL. We love that. That's really weird.
1: Losers. <laughs> Adam Sorry. Gase is always, always, always so slow calling plays.
0: This is a a game that, you know, brings back memories of the trade to get Sam Darnold, which worked out quite well for the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think we pretty much sit in all the jets and not starting Philip Rivers, but starting Jonathan Taylor. T.Y. Hilton is interesting, though. He said he didn't really want to start him. Where does T.Y. Hilton factor in with like uh, the Beckhams and the Marquise Browns of the world?
1: And I could understand if someone just looks at this Jets defense and says, I don't care. I'm starting T.Y. Hilton. And he has had several almost touchdowns. Um, I, this offense, the way they ran the s- system last week, and Hilton got a shot in the end zone in that game, but that was about it, is kind of what we expected in games that they should win easily. And I just don't
2: know that T.Y. Hilton's going to get more than five targets. If you were to look at these two teams right, not these two teams, if you were to look at the Colts and the Texans right now, from this point forward, who would you bet on to win the AFC South? I would have said the Colts at the beginning of the year. I did. But Rivers has looked
1: a lot worse than I expected. Yes, that's the thing <laughs> I know. Like you, bad. You, you, huh?
0: Bad. Yeah, he's been really bad.
1: It, I think it, the it Texans is. are better them I think and, the Titans are better.
0: Because I, I would take the Titans over. Both. I was yeah. fading yeah. the Titans, but now I kind of think they're going to yeah. win
2: the division again. I think you're right. Uh, or they didn't win the it last Titans year. And, no. and this kind of goes with Ryan Tanhill that they're not getting the do that they probably deserve. Yeah, might be. But um, if, if, just looking at the Texans and the Colts, knowing that the, the Colts are probably two and one and should be three and oh after this week, and the Texans are most likely oh and three. I think I would take the Texans to win the division <laughs> still after that. <laughs> I think I'd th- take the Colts. If those Colts. are my two choices. If those are my two choices.
0: Yeah, well, um, all right. Well, uh, Colts DST, by the way, start them. But Jamie, uh, is there a sleeper wide receiver in this game? If there is one, who is it?
2: I mean, you know, we talked about Chris Hogan and, and hopefully he's 100 percent because they'll be chasing points and throwing a lot. But I don't have any faith in him. Like if you have if, if I had to choose, I would take Michael Pittman over both just based on the touchdown potential, because I think he's going to see a little bit of a spike in targets. So will Zach Paschal, uh, probably the best sleeper. Those Molly Cox, yeah. you know, if um, if if Jack Doyle's out again, because we saw you know, him do a nice job last week, despite the interception for Rivers was off Moali Cox's hands. I called them moali drops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright Moelle Cox is like somewhere around like 16th, 17th in the rankings so big game yesterday, uh, big game Sunday, 5 catches 111 yards uh, against Minnesota that's going to do it for the AFC home games, NFC coming up tomorrow and we will recap Thursday night football as well, so uh, until then for Jamie and Heath I'm Adam, talk to you on Friday night and also on Twitch, on uh, Friday morning rather on Twitch on Thursday night 7pm Eastern, twitch.com slash today. we'll see you there